Christian Yelich returns uh, to the IL. Let's play ball. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Leading Off right here on Fantasy Pros. It is me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia. It is Dan Harris, and it's you. And yes, I'm back to sounding normal. Dan looks a little fuzzy right now, but I'm sure that'll straighten out over time. But that's why you're here. You're here for the good vibes. You're here for the baseball. And we got a lot to get through today. Dan Harris, last night, Yankee Stadium. It was a playoff atmosphere, and it was exciting. I don't know if you got to see any of it, but the... uh, the chance, the signs, the whole thing. It was a good time. I like my entertaining baseball. And last night in the Bronx, you got exactly that. First of all, am I still fuzzy right now? No, that's just your face now. Okay, very yeah, good. That's just I, I like that. Face. My yes. face is always bizarrely out of proportion. Anyway, I did get to watch that. That was fantastic. I mean, not the not the collision, of course. Between no, 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 not it. We don't like any of that. But yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, oh, it was a good night of baseball. I mean, it was it was weird, but that game for sure. I, I was glued to it, especially with no Mets game. So I was pretty glued to it. And you know, you know, Granky, you never know what you're going to get other than a 50 mile an hour Ephus pitch every now and then. But yeah, it was a great game. Oh, good. And it's like Redemption Week too. Kyle Hendricks gets straight. Kenta Maeda oh, two nights yes. ago getting straight. I mean, this is great, crazy stuff here because what did we, what did Dan Harris always tell you? It's, it's only April. It's only April. And look, it's May and things are getting better. That's right. Okay. So I want to talk about it. So the guys in the chat, I love it, by the way, visitors from Venezuela watching us right now on YouTube. That's Hello awesome. out there. That's great to see. But anyway, somebody asked yesterday whether or not we would start Hendricks against the Dodgers. And I said, I was starting him this week in his two start week because he has a soft matchup in the second one. But if it was just one game, I wouldn't have started him yesterday against the Dodgers, which I don't think was crazy. But watch that game was the only, you know, afternoon game. The thing with Hendricks and the thing with Maeda, Maeda, again, I was a little worried with a little more because of the fact that he was so reliant on his off-speed stuff. But a guy like Hendricks, this is where you just have to understand that these guys are going to right the ship for the most part. A guy like Hendricks has just done it. He's only 31. He's done it for way too long to suddenly fall off a cliff. So you just got to kind of ride it out. It's a good lesson in the patience that you need to exercise in season-long fantasy. Patience Harris. There he is right That's now. That's all That's, I am. Sounds like a sounds like a character from, from the Old West. Good old Patience Harris would oh, sit good. out on the porch and, you know, play his banjo and just let the time pass away. <laughs> Uh, by the way, before we even get the three up and three down, I want to give a shout out to AJ who uh, tweeted at us this morning. He turned a $15 investment into $2,800 on DraftKings last night. Whoa. Listening to us. I don't know if you saw this tweet this morning. You got to get on your Twitter machine um, I and check it. this out. AJ giving us a shout out saying, I listened to the boys last night. I went and did exactly what they said. And he made a, a whole lot of money because he had all the right pieces. He had that little Boston uh, grouping in there. He had Arnola in there and a couple other pieces we talked about. So good on you, AJ. Way to go. Let's try to win some more money for some people tonight. Let's do a little three up and three down. That Giants offense exploding, by the way. That's crazy stuff. That's enough. Oh. Dylan Cease, 11 strikeouts and three for three at the plate. Great fun night for the pitcher still hitting. Oh, God. And, of course, Yankee Astros. I mean, that it's just... It felt like playoffs, and you don't get that kind of environment in May, and I think this is going to be great for the Yankees. I feel like this is exactly the kickstart the Yankee team needs, and conversely, on three down, the Dodgers are scuffling a little bit. This was um, Kershaw's shortest outing of his career, and, you know, 
Bellinger's on the IL. I don't think we talk about that enough and what the effect is of that lineup overall. Uh, you lose Dustin May for the year for Tommy John. You're still going to get Gonsolin back eventually here. But still, I feel like the Dodgers are hitting a little bit of a weird patch. And if you look at this lineup without Bellinger, yeah, Mookie's great. Seager's good. But after that, I mean, as, as fun as Justin Turner is, it's not a real scary lineup. And then uh, Jacob DeGrom, scratch from his start that didn't happen. We'll keep a close eye on that. There was a little scare last year with DeGrom early in the season, too, if you recall, where he had a little injury issue. And then Christian Yelich, one day in, one day out, back on the IL. And I think the collective frustrations from fantasy owners are palpable. I was somebody who have zero shares of Yelich. I was terrified of the back issue. I did not think we were getting nearly enough of a discount on Christian Yelich. I thought he should have been a third round pick. Everybody thought I was nuts. Um, you think I'm nuts now? Yeah, uh, that's my bad on that. Cause I was very, <laughs> I was very, very high on Yelich. And again, I, were, I sort yeah. of had him ninth. No, no, that's my bad. And that's why I took the victory lap on uh, the day after opening day, because I was like, look, I win. I don't want to know about anything else that happens later. It's the best this time is for a victory lap, by the way. It is April 1st <laughs> victory laps. That's when you do it. Right. Cause you don't even wait for anything uh, else to go bad. But I, I think the, what I'm, I'm honestly concerned about is the fact that they don't know what this is. They don't know, like the MRI doesn't really show anything or anything like that. And he just basically was like, I'm going to try to gut it out. And then immediately said, I can't gut it out. I can't do it. That's really concerning. And the Not fact good. that they put him right back on the IL, I'm just, I, I'm very concerned about it. Uh, on the up though, I am buying Dylan Cease suddenly. I mean, his spin rate is way up. He's mixing his pitches really well. 20 to three strikeout to walk ratio over his last couple of starts. I think this is kind of legitimate. So there's a lot of questions in the chat about Dylan Cease, but I'm again, I'm going to do the trade chart today. I'm moving him way up my rest of season rankings because I am buying into this. And again, this was something we were talking about, Michael Kopech, Michael Kopech. But if Dylan Cease is going to be as good as he is, I don't really know where Kopech is going to pitch necessarily in that rotation. Kopech isn't going to pitch much in the rotation unless there's a rash of injuries. That's just my opinion. That was my opinion going into the year just because of what's in the tank. Uh, and Cease's flashes before a couple of years ago, he had a great September. I want to say it was in 2019, mm -hmm. but again, you always take that with a grain of salt because it's September and you get call-ups and you get lesser talent. Um, so if, if you are a Christian Yelich, um, owner right now, I'm just telling you out there, I never say these words, sell low, <clears throat> just sell low, take what you can get and move on. And that means keeper in dynasty leagues too, because there'll be somebody in your league that'll say, Ooh, you know, I'm not really in it this year, but maybe next year Yelich gets right or whatever. There's always hope springs eternal for some people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the miserable SOB here this morning and just tell you, just sell low. If you can, whatever you can, if you get something, you move on. And uh, yes, Bizarizage is a franimal did not hit. Uh, so no home runs for me. Thanks for reminding it and rubbing it in my face this morning. I appreciate you being in the chat. But Ivan says that AJ, who won all that money, should buy us like a whole like Costco size pack of Trader Joe's cold brew, which I think yeah, is that's fair. Obviously that's fair. coming our way without a yep. doubt. All right, let's uh let's move on here in the baseball time. Oh, by the way, before we move on past the Brewers misery, there's another miserable Brewers thing that we didn't even talk about yesterday, which was Keston Hira. And oh, yeah. we were remiss yesterday. And yeah. I realized that after the show, bad job. How, how all of us missed it. I think we were so wrapped up in you know all the stuff from the weekend, everything going on, but we never talked about Keston Hira and Maybe this is a good thing. 
I want Keston Hura to go back to being the guy who hit line drives all over the ballpark. I don't want him to go hitting home runs. He was supposed to be a batting title kind of guy, and he's done nothing but try to launch balls into the stands, and I don't want that Keston Hura. Go back and find the old Keston Hura. It's like City Slickers, where she sends Billy Crystal to go find his smile again. I want Keston Hura to go find a line drive stroke. That's what I want. Yeah, uh, this is... I. This is a good thing, in my opinion, if you are rostering Hira, because the unfortunate part was he was basically unplayable so long as he was in the majors. But you kind of were like, well, I invested a fifth, a sixth round pick, seventh round pick, whatever. I kind of got to feel like I got to play him at this point, especially at a weak position at second, assuming that's where you were playing him with him going down to the minors. And again, part of this is the fact that there's it's not just the alternate training site. Now there's actual minors so you can, you know, get work Mm -hmm. on some stuff. Let him work on stuff. You're right. I don't know whether or not he can find this. He's in his own head, though, because he was a prized prospect. This is not what we saw, as you mentioned. So hopefully he can figure things out. But either way, as somebody who rosters here in several leagues, unfortunately, I'm not disappointed by this. I want him to go down. I want to find somebody else so I can at least get some production for now. Hopefully he figures it out. But I don't know, man. He, he looks totally lost and has for like a full season now. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon went deep twice yesterday, but he's still hitting a buck 91. That tells you how bad his season's been. Uh, Trevor Bauer lasted just four and a third. And we talked about the Dodgers having issues and stuff like that. Uh, I just, they need to get out of Chicago. I don't know. Walker Bueller's there tonight. (laughs) We'll see if it goes any better for them, but Brandon belt, I'm telling you. And those uh, San Francisco Giants, ugh, just putting up a 10 spot, right? It wasn't the first inning. They're just unloading. Yeah, I'm in Colorado, Ooh. baby. Cures a lot Colorado of Colorado in the day. Yeah, Color- Whatever. Listen, Colorado in the day, over. Just over, okay? <laughs> and there's a few other ballparks, too. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I get, This is a true story. I'm going to name drop here for a second. I remember I did a sh- I've done some shows in the past with Brad Ziegler, you know, ex-relief pitcher. Sure. And I picked his brain about some places that are kind of – interesting spots that you would not think where the ball might fly out. And I remember him saying to me, he goes, and this was a guy who would know because he played against this team quite a bit in his career is he said in, um, in San Diego, he said in the daytime, he's like San Diego in the daytime ball flies all over the place. He said, you don't always notice it, you know, because sometimes the Padres historically haven't had great teams over the last few years up until recently, but he's like, keep an eye on that. He's one thing he always told me. He's like that ball flies all over the place sometimes okay. in the summertime of the day. So let's, let's look at that. So all right. inside Good information well. from everybody. And nice. we just pick up this name. I just dropped and move on. Let's talk about some hot players. Young Carlos Stanton is uh, his bandana was upside down last night, uh, but his uh, home runs were outside of the ballpark four for five with a home run, three RBI, 10 game hit streak. He's on fire. Dylan Cease, we talked about. Oh, and Kyle Gibson, eight innings, quality start machine. Kyle Gibson, again, eight Ks. Uh, again, didn't get the W there. That's okay. This game uh, got a little interesting later. But 132 ERA, by the way, over uh, his last six starts. Kyle Gibson is a thing. I know it doesn't feel right. I know it feels dirty, but you just got to accept it. I have so many shares of Kyle Gibson and I don't know why, like he wasn't somebody who I was targeting, but I played in a lot of deeper leagues and everything I saw, you know, with the introduction of the cutter and he's got 45 different pitches that he's going to be relying on and let's see what he can do. And it was always one of these things where like, I barely recognize names at this point. I'm in the 45th round. Let me take a shot on Gibson. And yeah, there's nothing really to doubt about what he's doing. None of it is over his head. He looks like he has taken steps. Now, I don't think he's going to be this guy who struck out a batter an inning last night, but I think he is a guy in deeper leagues that you can just 
plug into your lineup and see what happens for the rest of the season, which is bizarre to me, but I think that's where we are in 2021. So yeah, Kyle Gibson, every single game starter for me. And you can't sell high. No one's going to buy. I'm telling you right now. He has way more value to you on your fantasy team than he does to anybody else looking to trade for him. I guarantee it. So just ride the wave. Don't don't argue with it. Don't try to sell him high. Just just ride it. Hashtag ride the wave. The peanuts and the Cracker Jacks are going to love this comment this morning. Tony Fedora says, can you please extend your show a little? You two are incredible and 30 minutes isn't enough. I'm sure our, our uh, I think that's my mom's, my mom's burner yeah. account. Sorry, yeah. mom. All right. Tony We've got a, a in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says maybe even 42 minutes in honor of Jackie Robinson would be great. Yeah. Tony, yeah. the fact that we leave you wanting more is probably the secret of our success. Believe right. me, too much of us. No good. No good. Okay. You don't want it. It's, uh, it's no good. All right. Let's keep on with some uh, hot players here. Chris Bryant has been better recently. Uh, Josh Rojas at one for four with a homer. Now four homers in the last five games. And somebody asked me about Josh Rojas. And I said, look, <clears throat> PCL numbers are misleading. He's 27. I don't, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind sometimes with some of these guys that you just, I, I'm sure he's going to be okay. The word breakout, I think it's thrown around too much sometimes when a guy has a good week. So just be careful with that. Xander Bogart's looking good. I'm going to go back to that Boston. Well, tonight against Casey Mize, Wasker, uh, yep. you Seven innings. He also um, hit a grand slam. Just want to mention that. So that was yep. kind of fun. So he's been really important for that Braves rotation. Um, and that apparently for the offense as well. He's been a nice little find that I think nobody really expected this season. Yeah, I I really like what I see out of him. I think he's the type of guy, and we saw it once. He's, he's really had one bad start, and it was a really bad one. I think you're going to get that from time to time because, again, he's young, and he is hittable. He is probably has a propensity to give up the long ball there, but I do think that he, again, is a guy who you should try to roster. I, I'm not – I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I certainly am trying to get him on as many teams as I possibly can because – Again, the Braves, you know, their their pitching isn't, you know, always as healthy. I mean, Freed's about to come back, but they do need a guy there, and he's performing really well. So I like that. Rojas was a guy who you and I talked about, or at least I talked about, in the beginning of the year as, you know, you really want these two second basemen on your roster to start the year to see where it goes. Rojas and Ty France. It's good to see Rojas really kind of coming out of a shell. You mentioned it, four home runs in his last five games. Not a guy who I think is probably going to wind up being a starting second baseman caliber player in fantasy, but I do think he's going to have middle infield appeal there. So he is a guy who I'm trying to get. And Chris Bryant, I'm really excited to see this because again, his stack cast that it was so poor last year that you were like, well, is this something where it's due to the injury? His stack cast that is never great, but last year was exceptionally poor, but it really does seem like that was because of injury. He is, he is hitting the ball. He's on some, I think he's got like seven extra base hits in a row or something like that. So really, Chris Bryant, I think that this is kind of back to the original Chris Bryant that we thought we were going to see when he first broke onto the scene. Yeah, and and I think we just have to accept that Chris Bryant is not going to reach the ceiling that people thought he was going to be, which was a perennial MVP candidate guy. And I think that's okay. And maybe the shoulder injuries took their toll on him. And, you know, uh, maybe he just needs a change of scenery, whatever that is. I don't know. But it's okay, and this is why it's always interesting when you have young players coming up because you see success sometimes from guys, you see all the projectables, and then sometimes they just become good major league players. Not everybody becomes Mike Trout. Let's do a little true or false. This first one is definitely false. I'm telling you right now, it's false. 
Herman Marquez droppable? No, he is not droppable. He had a bad start in the day in Coors Field. Before that, the other two starts in Coors were very good. And Herman Marquez is going to get traded to a contending team, in my opinion, some point this year. You hold, you sit, you just take your vitamins and, and move on from this one. A true or false, right? You, you can't, you false, you can't drop him, right? No, I'll go true. I, I'm not, oh. I, if I, if, all right, here's the deal. If I roster him, I'm not like spite dropping him, of course, because I'm not. But Joe, I don't know, man. He hasn't even been good on the road this year. I don't feel all that comfortable. Now you make the good point. There is a strong likelihood that he is going to be traded out of course. And when he is, then he becomes appealing. But we don't know when that's going to be. I'm not saying you have to drop him. I'm not saying that you have to move on. But like, all right, somebody was asking, Joe, if Cease is available on your waiver wire, you're holding Marquez instead of no. that's your only drop. No, I can. I will take Cease over him. OK, but here's the thing. You get in bed with Colorado pitchers. You know, you're going to come out with some sort of disease. OK, <laughs> you just got to understand that when you go into the season, this kind of stuff happens. So right. it's it's so funny. It's like, oh, I can't believe the guy in Colorado had an implosion start. And I want to say, really? And I want to shake somebody and say, how, how, how could you not know that was going to happen? There's going to be good and bad. You have to take those lumps sometimes with those guys. Cole Irvin, by the way, is giving out lumps. Is he a must start pitcher? True or false? Eight innings, nine Ks against the Blue Jays. ERA's at one. I'm going to say true. I think he's a must-star pitcher, and I'll tell you why. Because the A's are, you know, once again, always going to outperform. Always a good home ballpark factor. And Jesus Lazardo just loves playing Candy Crush. So it's a good combination of things there. Uh, so I'm going to say must-start. There's no confirmation, by the way, on what video game he was playing. He, like, this, won't, and that's a tragedy. won't give it up. Can I just say that's a tragedy? You know why? Because he's he's... He, it was probably like Yoshi's Crafted World right. or something it's really embarrassing. It's got to be something he want to super embarrassing right. that he, he just does not want to uh, give up. Just Dance 2021, like, <laughs> like my daughter's downstairs. Yeah, my kids do. And by the way, that would be a perfectly understandable injury because you're swaying well, yeah, all Yeah, you're those. moving your hands around. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. I get that. And you know what? If that makes him loose before the game, I got no problem with it. So <laughs> be it. Um, Cole Irvin, I, I don't know if he's a must-start pitcher but he's a must add and I, I he's available in a lot of leagues because again the strikeouts are low up I don't see anything in his profile like his pitch mix nothing's really different about it that I could see that's making this kind of success but look he's allowed I, I think four earned runs combined over his last four starts this is at least especially at home where they've got that big park he's a guy who I'm certainly playing in the matchups he's must roster I wouldn't yet say must start all right, I'm going to say must start because they want to start him now before the league figures him out. Sure. Sandy Alcantara is a top 20 starter, true or false? I'm going to say true. I'm not even going to hesitate because guys are dropping like flies, so he's got to yeah. be in the top 20. <laughs> he's 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 real close. I think the big thing for him is probably the lack of wins that I would expect yeah. him to get on that team. But in a quality start league, he's right there. My guess is he's going to, when I update my starting pitching rankings, my guess is he'll be like top 25. I'll go Falls just outside the top 20. Now, just in baseball, not fantasy, do you think he's a top 20 starter? Maybe. You know, it's, it's, I look, I love Sandy Alcantara. If I, if I had him on, like, if he was on the Mets, he'd be one of my favorite players for sure. I think that he certainly got the ceiling even to continue to grow, but I was high on him coming in. So, again, top 20, he's around there. He's around top 25 is where I'll go, probably both real and fantasy. All right. Uh, Gary Sanchez, droppable. Uh, yep. I'm going to see. I'm going to say true. Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm also going to say I told you so on this one, which, um, you know, it's it's not fun always, you know, to have this curse of of seeing the foresight of bad baseball players. But I can't tell you, people ask me all the time, how do you have Christian Vasquez ahead of Gary Sanchez? And I said, well, it's easy. One can hit a baseball. 
Uh, <laughs> I just like, and one's actually a good catcher. I mean, it, it is it's stunning to me that people will put up with a 200 batting average in the hopes that a guy has power. Yeah. And he's a bad defensive catcher on top of that. I'm telling you, the, the it's it's this 2021 season is going to be a reckoning for Miguel Sano. It's going to be a reckoning for Gary Sanchez. All these guys, Dan. Yeah, uh, he's trouble. I, I, he's not starting I, two of the last seven games. He's not hitting when he's in there. He's batting 180. He's got a 295 slugging percentage. Just no, there's just no reason at this point. I, I was a guy who was like, well, look, we've seen all the power come in. You ca- catcher sucks. Like, let's see what we can do. Who cares? I'll rank him in the top 10. But at this point, absolutely not. Just get rid of him. I, I, I see very little path for him to become anywhere close to what we thought he potentially even could be at the beginning of this season. All right. One more here. Matt Barnes is a top five closer. True or false? Ah, I mean, I don't know. Dude, I look, I'm so impressed by Matt Barnes. I live in New England, so the Red Sox are always on and he has been so impressive. I'm waiting for him to turn back into a pumpkin, but I'll put like top seven but not oh, top five but i he's i just want to put it clear like matt barnes is a buy i i am buying it because he he has been as good as i could have possibly expected i'll, I'll go probably just outside the top five but man he he's really impressive and I, everything i see looks real all right i want to run through some of these things here that i've seen in the chat uh first off somebody asked about ryan weathers you have to just wait and see uh steven matts i see a lot of steven matts chatter once again, if you were a Mets fan, you knew this was coming. I mean, just because yeah. he had two good starts. I mean, he's done this before. He looked good and then it implodes. Yeah. Uh, and somebody here in the chat pulled off highway robbery. I mean, he traded. He said he traded Mats. I can only assume Rodolfo Mendoza said he traded Mats for Luis Castillo. And I can only assume he did this back, I don't know, like the second week of April. Sure. And if so, good job, Rodolfo. That's highway robbery. Things will work out. I don't know what, you know, I mean, Steven Matz. What do we think? All of a sudden he's going to become like some great left-handed no. starter. Oh, no. nope. my goodness gracious. And there was very little, by the way, in Matz's like profile that was different. And I, I was starting to buy into You see these runs from Matz, but we did constantly say like Matz has gone on these runs before and then they just sort of leave you. And again, pitching in such a tiny park, just no, no Matz. The Clev Berkey wants to know rest of season. I can only assume Paddock or Kyle Gibson or Taiwan Walker. I mean, Kyle Gibson, right? I, I think it, it's clear. I, I think so. My only thing is like, am I really ready to completely jump off the train of Chris Paddock? Like, I don't want to jump I'm, off the train, but I feel like, you know, if you told me right now, who do you want the rest of the season? Again, no keepers or anything like that. Just straight redraft. Kyle Gibson's a quality start machine. Yeah. Chris Paddock is still figuring things out. And the health is an issue. I want health too. Gibson's healthy. I mean, it's going to come crashing down at some point. It's going to happen. Yeah. But until it does, let's, like we said, ride the wave. Let's just go there. All right. Another injury that we got to discuss too is Alex Kirilov. Oh my goodness. Oh. Dan, I hope you were sitting down when this happened. Scratch with a wrist injury. And then Rocco Baldelli, my people, uh, you know, said it's going to be minor, but he's getting it checked out. No, he said it doesn't sad. appear to be the most minor of things. Was his oh, it doesn't quote, which I was oh, doesn't oh. appear to be the most minor of things oh, that made no. me really worried. And again, this is something that he's battled before. Like this is not he's had wrist issues in the past. And the fact that this came out of absolutely nowhere, right? Because he was on a tear Mm -hmm. Then he comes in and he's scratched. And now it's like, oh, we got to see a specialist. We got to have imaging. 
now I'm really worried. And this sucks because this was absolutely what we had expected. We thought he was going to get called up in April. He'd find his footing. He'd go on a tear. <laughs> and now this is something where I'm worried. So I guess like I'd be looking at, you know, if somebody doesn't realize how serious this is, it sounds like it anyway. Maybe I'd be looking to deal. But yeah, I'm more just going to go cry in the corner. Yeah, I guess he was playing like 80 hours of Animal Crossing or something on his Nintendo Switch. Yeah, something like, everyone's else. just got video game injuries. That's what's yeah. going on. All right, uh, let's fly through some of these other things here. Raphael Devers missed the game with a sore shoulder. Should be back today. Juan Soto came back and pinch hit. Hooray, that's good. Arietta with the thumb. Nico Horner with the forearm placed on the IL. That's just terrible. Terrible. Nico Horner was doing so well. Things were going yeah. so well. Ugh, bad news there. Uh, other notes, Jazz Chisholm will probably play next week. And Alasia Hernandez uh, within two weeks. And maybe Sixto Sanchez by the end of the month. That would be yep. great. You mentioned at the top of the show that collision between Odor and Maldonado. That was uh, not a good look for anybody there. So hopefully everybody will be okay long-term. LaStella uh, is going to be out for four to six weeks. Justin Upton yeah. left the game against the Rays with a bruised knee. But good news, Yankee fans, more hope is on the way because Luke Voigt is beginning his rehab assignment. Yes. And you know where he is doing that? 15 minutes from my house in the new AA ballpark, which Ooh. used to be the independent Somerset Patriots ballpark. But now it's the double A Yankees Somerset Patriots. So I'll get to see Luke Voigt if I choose or Jason Dominguez play if I choose. So maybe we can do it. I know. Do a little scouting here, a little live from the ballpark with uh, Joe P. Zapia. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, it's it's a constant roller coaster of ups and downs, which brings me to an interesting point. You brought up, I think, I think it was you. If not, I'm going to give you credit for it. I'll where take it. all leagues should be 12 people <laughs> at this point. Because no, that wasn't me, but was that's you? fine. Yeah. I'm going to give no. it to you. Who That's said fine. that? Was it was it with was were you there when someone said it to us? I'm associating you with this. Whoever know. said it, let's call him Schman Schmaris. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that whoever said it is on to something because the replacement value in um, deeper leagues and the amount of injuries you have to go through, it's just yeah. stunning. You kind of need an all-star roster nowadays to get things done. And I don't play in a league that's less than 15 people. And I gotta say, it's kind of tough. Like you're just like sitting around and I'm not complaining, I'm just saying calling it like it is like, I'm just keeping it real, Dan. It just feels like a, it's a very tough environment for deeper leagues, which is a shame because deeper leagues are a great challenge. Yeah. I, I know that there are a lot of people, especially high stakes players, of course, playing the NFPC who play in 15 team leagues. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that more lately. And yeah, it's just not quite as fun for me because it does feel like a lot of, you know, who has success in that league is based purely on who gets lucky enough to not get injured because, you know, yeah. in the end, oh, that's exactly right? what it is. That's I was in a 24 team dynasty league yeah. the last decade and I opted out of it this year. I said, it's just no fun because the guy gets hurt. And it's just terrible. We had 10 rostered minor leaguers. And this was like, this is a league that had Nando in it. Um, uh, who is it? Scott, it's Scott White's league from CBS. Mm -hmm. and he asked me to be in it years ago. And it was great fun in the beginning. It was a great challenge. It was so much fun. You got to know so yeah. much about minor league players. But at the end, you you literally have one or two injuries, and that's it. Like you cannot nope. compete anymore, and it just sucks. It's it's a terrible. I, I like the tw I like the twelve team league. I think that's the good balance. A deeper twelve team league. I think that's the good balance right. of needing needing to know that the right player pool, uh, and also not being completely destroyed if you get a couple of bad injuries. Now, in my home league too, it's a sixteen team league, but. Um, you know, it's it's structured in the all play points. So everybody plays everybody. But we also have an IL rule, which is somebody goes on the IL. You can email the league in your little in the little you know, league forum 
and within 24 hours make a replacement of somebody from your bench. Isn't that what a bench is supposed to be? And mm-hmm. I think that's another great thing, too, because it sucks in these leagues where you set a lineup on Monday, Christian Yelich is back, and on Tuesday he's gone again. Like, yeah. What a terrible situation that is. Now, good news for everybody. There's a wonderful situation because this is a public service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 and it is now available for the public. I'm not the public. I'm special. That's why I got it before you people. But that's right. It's now available for purchase for you in the United States and in Canada. It's the new trimmer. It was just released like literally moments before the show started. Two million men worldwide trust Manscaped. You should too. Now, look, I'm one of the first people who got the 4.0. You saw it. I showed it on the show the other day. It's got the ceramic blade and the skin safe technology. It's got the two-tone stuff. I think Elon Musk and his engineers probably made it in some sort of uh, test facility. It's amazing. And I'm telling you right now, it's got the multifunction on-off switch so it engages travel lock so it doesn't go off and people think it's a bomb when you're traveling. You don't want that to happen, especially nowadays. You're already wearing a mask and then your suitcase is vibrating. That's terrible. Here's what you're going to do. Lawnmower 4.0. Go to manscaped.com and you can get it right now. Forget the 3.0. That's old news. We want the 4.0. That's what we want. And if you go to manscaped.com, use the code leading off. You can get that for yourself. 20% off free shipping anywhere. Venezuela. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Utah. doesn't matter. Anywhere you're watching the show. Those are the two places I just popped in my head because they were in my brain far apart. You can go to Guam. <laughs> Guatemala. It doesn't matter. Actually, maybe not Guatemala because it says United States and Canada. So I just, you know, we'll put that out there. But whoever's watching from Venezuela, you want one, we'll make it work. All right. So go there, get that 20% off and free shipping. Use that code leading off again, manscaped.com. Your balls. Well, thank you. Thank goodness the 4.0 is out because the pressure of having a black market one is, was a lot. It was a lot for me to take in. Yeah. All right. Let's get to MLB DFS. And let's talk about the 10-game slate today. You got Bieber and Darvish at the top. Bieber's 12.2, 10.4. Darvish on FanDuel, 11.8, 10.2. I'd be going back and forth on these guys. I'm checking all the stats, checking everything, how much the teams they're facing strike out, all this stuff. Look, they're both good options. There's just no way around it. Bieber's very expensive. It's hard to make work in FanDuel. But once again, it's so difficult that it almost becomes an intriguing play if you could get the right cheap hitters. And I think I've got a good mix of them that we could talk about later. Um, then you've got Walker Bueller at 10 K on FanDuel, 9.7 on DK and Freddie Peralta, who I love. He's my guy, nine K nine and a half. My concern with Freddie Peralta is once again, this offense is nobody in it for Milwaukee anymore. I mean, he could pitch a gem and still come out kind of, eh, I, I don't know. I think when you have Darvish and Bieber on a slate, it's really tough I think I'm fading Peralta. I think I'm probably going to be mad at myself than I did, but it's just what my guts tell me. Dan, how do you see these big pitchers tonight? Yeah, I can't avoid these guys. Uh, certainly, if, if Bieber and Darvish at this point, especially facing the Pirates, I just I, it's very difficult for me to avoid them, especially on FanDuel, because as you mentioned, you can do what they they can't price a pitcher high enough for me to be scared off him because of the number of deals that you have on FanDuel. So you can fill your lineup with cheap hitters and positive matchups that allows you to get them. So I actually don't have a strong preference right now between uh, Bieber and Darvish. Darvish is $400 cheaper on FanDuel 
and I think $200 cheaper on DK. Yeah, it's so not much of a choice. Yeah. It's not much of a difference. So I'd probably just lean Bieber, despite the fact that he has a quote unquote tougher matchup, but you can't go wrong with either of those guys. And that is where I'm going. I don't mind Bueller. And I do think that Peralta is going to be good as he always is, but especially on Fandle, I'm going with them and I'll have one of those guys in my lineup on DK and then try to find a cheap secondary arm. The uh, secondary market's not great tonight either. Uh, Eric Fetty, 7.2. He's pitched kind of good recently. I I think that's somebody you can put in there. Uh, Brady Singer, if you want to go the opposite way in that Bieber game, if you want to get weird, that's the way to get weird because he's cheap. You get all the offense you want. Uh, And Fetty is uh, just 6.8 over on DK. If you're looking for stacks tonight, I would go to Boston, go to Minnesota. I would also go back to that uh, Yankee-Astros game, especially on the Astros side against Montgomery, the lefty, because those guys crush left-handed pitching. Altuve, Bregman, all those guys. Uh, And then if you're looking for some cheap bats, Harold Ramirez has come up for the Cleveland Indians, and he's got back-to-back two-hit games. He's just 2.2 on FanDuel. He's a free square on DK. Uh, Lowry on FanDuel's 2.9. Lux is 2.0 if he's in the lineup. With all the injuries, Willens Astadio is back in the lineup for the Twins, and that guy can hit a little bit. He's 2.2. Torres continues to be cheap. He was good yesterday. He's been good lately. We keep riding this Torres wave. Him and Urshela are both very cheap. And Adolis Garcia on DK is just 3K. Don't look now. I know people are going to yell at me, but Victor Robles is walking a lot and Victor Robles is putting balls in play and making contact. He's just 2.4. It's a free square on DraftKings. I'm saying it because you're going to need free squares tonight to afford Bieber or Darvish. So I understand it's been bad. This is the redemption week. So let's let's go full redemption song. Uh, let's do home run calls from the night. Now, Dan's is actually the first one I put in and took out. And then I replaced it with Alex Bregman. So if oh. uh, yours goes yard, I'm going to going to be a little mad because once again, I mean, I'm overthinking things. But give me Bregman tonight against the lefty crushes lefties. And uh, Bregman likes the booze. He likes being the villain. And I like that about Bregman. Yeah, it's a good call. And again, yeah, your your name was in first. All right, man. So the, it was, the, it was, the whole but I'll board. be honest. I had Cruz, then I had Buxton, then I went back to Cruz and I was like, eh, I'm going to take Bregman. He's cheaper and I'm going to have yeah. him in my roster. Yeah, I'm going to go for Cruz right now against Yang for, you know, lefty for uh, for the Rangers. I think the Twins have a, a big night tonight. Uh, I, I certainly, if you can afford them, I wouldn't mind stacking the Twins offense for sure tonight at home. So I'm going to go with Cruz. I I actually feel very good about this one, Joe. I feel I feel very strongly that there's a home run coming from Nelson Cruz tonight. So I that's our map. Well, considering the matchup. And I hope there's a home run coming from Altuve, like uh, Rodolfo saying, because uh, uh, yeah, that would just be great. The uh, you-know-what Altuve chants were just, <laughs> just hilarious. I mean, that was great. It was so, yeah. such good television. It was a playoff atmosphere. You that's called it, man. That's really that's what it was. That's what I want, baby. Yep. All right. Yep. And don't forget, uh, if uh, you want some free swag from us, make sure you go over to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. We're giving away an autographed Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's right. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Baseball. All you got to do is make a review of the show. Dan and Joe are hilarious. I love them so much. I wish their show was 400 hours long. You take that screenshot of that review. You go to MLB, uh, our, our channel there at www.fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. You upload your review with a little screenshot. That's all you got to do. You fill out your name, your email address, and we're going to give you for free. Thanks to our friends at Pristine Auction of Vlad Guerrero Baseball. And Dan, did our phantom winner of the Acuna jersey ever show up? No, listen to me. If you are listening to this, listen and to you me have now, put, believe me later. 
If you have put in an entry to this contest at any point, remember, because an entry into one gets you entry into all future contests, check your email, check your spam just in case it went in there. Okay. We're going to give it a couple of days, but you never know. Sometimes people enter and then they move away or they don't want it or anything like that. So please, you're out there. You may be the winner and you just don't know. And if we don't hear back from you within a couple of days, we will draw another name. And I will say one other thing. 900, I just checked 962 reviews Come on, for this podcast thousand. on Apple Podcasts. I want a thousand by the end of the month. A thousand by the end of the month, we'll do something special. A thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts by the end of the month. That would show the appreciation. You're out there. You want 80 minute shows. All right. Just just give us <laughs> if you want to show your appreciation, just go ahead. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Honest review. If you hate us, that's fine. Go ahead and say that. I hope you don't. But just if you review. do, go ahead. Just give it yeah, whatever, whatever. But anyway, also, yes, check your check your email, please. You may be the winner of the Ronald Lacuna signed jersey giveaway. All right. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Dinger Harris. I'm Joe Pizapia. We'll see you next time, kids. 